We're live, so let's do this. Another Clover Tag podcast lounge. Welcome. This is episode number 113, I believe it is, on uh, March 22nd, 2021. So, quick uh, shout out to those that are in replay because, of course, YouTube has to send out notifications and do all of its uh, black magic to make sure people know what's going on. Of course, if you're a regular, you should know pretty much every Monday night, 8. Eastern, uh, unless something uh, weird is happening or going on. A couple of weeks ago, obviously, we were on the road and couldn't do it. But, uh, yeah, we do the, the lounge here. Hang out, build your questions, your topics, and sometimes it's totally random off-the-wall stuff. You never really know. But, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, joining in the replay. Remember the comments, as always, down below. Uh, also, shout out to the Patreon patrons as well as the YouTube channel members. Uh, you'll see uh, those folks using special emojis and their names will be in green or potentially blue because moderator status is, of course, linked to uh, the Patreon over there. So thanks for those folks and all they do. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, and make sure that you say, hey, if you're out there in the chat. And uh, we don't know you're here unless you uh, yeah, unless you do that. So it looks like DJ. Was, is, maybe, hanging around out there. So a Swamp Dog. And uh, hopefully some other people will, uh, will get in here soon. So, just going to kick back, discuss uh, whatever. Like I said, we'll start out kind of with our uh, with our own topics. Welcome uh, my cohort, partner in crime. I guess you could call him a guest. I don't like to call the people on this particular show a guest, though. But, uh, yeah, G-Web's in the house with us. How are you, dude? Hey, thanks for the invite. You bet. Looks like our attack and daughter's jumping in out there. What's up, man? Um, so do you name number these things separate, like the studios and then mm-hmm. the other ones? So this is its own running number? Yeah, and it's not even a correct running number. Um, this particular show's not, right? Because... What year was that? Uh, October of 2018, maybe, that I got the strike on YouTube. Uh, and I had like 90 days. I couldn't go live. And so I took this show to, I'd been doing it up until that point. And you, of course, you remember that from back on channel days and everything else. I've been doing Mondays for a very long time. Um, so I took this to Instagram. It was MOA Monday at that particular time. And then I took monday to instagram because i couldn't go live on youtube so 113 is only from the time that i started on instagram but here's the thing about instagram um what i would do is i would take instagram and i would capture the replay and upload that to youtube the problem with that is it didn't always work it wasn't always successful um because your Instagram lives are supposed to stay uh, as a replay for like 24 hours. But sometimes Instagram would glitch and they never would show up. So we've actually got some lost episodes <laughs> out there that we've done on Monday. So uh, the wonderful world of tech, right? Yeah, and just keeping projects separate or what uh, Canaan score reputation or I don't know what you call that credential like to have the number up there or right. the, they have the number grow yeah 
So technically all the numbers. Uh, this one's got a number. Thursday night has a number. Now the normal podcast, I don't even number them anymore. Um, because, I mean, it's a different guest. They're kind of impromptu. They're just kind of depends on when I schedule somebody to write. Um, and for everybody out there, the uh, this Wednesday we'll be recording one at, I think, 1 Eastern. It's scheduled on the channel, so check it out with um, Diana Muller. So excited about that one for sure. Oh, that's Wednesday? I thought that was tomorrow. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yep. Yep, yep. Supposed to be Wednesday. <laughs> maybe i need to go check the channel and make sure oh, no, that it could easily be i just uh, i saw that it was the uh, last week when you scheduled it i seen it was next week so i just for some reason assumed it was tuesday right yeah it's supposed to be wednesday yeah wednesday at now it looks like 2 p.m um yeah it looks like 2 p.m eastern now that i'm going back and, and looking so yeah that's uh i'm looking forward to that one uh have you been in many, in many chats with Diana before? Me personally? I don't even know if I've been. I've never been in any. Hold on. Really? Has she ever joined us for the 2A patch match? She did once, maybe. I think she did once, and I sadly wasn't there. At least I wasn't there very long, I don't think. That would have been the only time, I think. So yeah. I never had a chance to really chat with her. She's super busy, and she's doing her thing. So I'm Yeah. Definitely. I, uh, man, I don't remember when it was. When did they do? They did the ambassador program, what, like a month ago or so no come on dude was it or beginning of this month i mean it was kind of a month ago it was two weeks ago it was oh okay it kind of i think it started on the fourth or something and whatever okay so yeah two or three weeks ago um yeah i had reached out to her multiple times golly but you're right she's always busy and she was like yeah get back with uh, me after this like, she's like a lot of people where uh, if you press them and if you are interested, they'll con they'll respond to you. But they're constantly being pulled. And when you're in a, you know, when you're in a lifestyle where you've got a lot of stuff going on, and I mean, she's a competitive shooter. The DC project alone is a lot of stuff. But then she's like got a life, right? And and the active life or whatever. So she's got a lot of stuff that I'm sure is like permanent. And then. I mean, I, I'm just watching because I, you know, I'm just watching. But there's a, quite a few people that are at that level that I've been paying attention to. And, right, you know, when you dug on and when you get their ear, you can get their ear. It's just that you can't expect them to be like, oh, I sit around with the life of leisure doing whatever I feel like every single day. You know, I just, I, you know, it's more like bug them, bug them, bug them, and then give them the benefit of the doubt when things get shuffled and you're not the top priority. But, uh, um, no, I haven't pressed it because I really haven't had anything that important to, you know, I don't have like, oh, here, let me mansplain how to do, run the DC project yet. <laughs> right. 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 Wes is, uh, Wes is out there. What's up, Wes? Um, so earlier, I mean, I jumped into, I see you were in John Crump's chat earlier. I jumped into that and listened to that dude for a little bit. That oh, is I a, I got in an hour into it. So they only went for an hour and 15 minutes. So I oh, barely, really. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That but would. The guy said about four words. Four words that I heard. Otherwise, it was just Crump saying stuff. And ah, uh, okay. Well, that would be an interesting one. That I would kind of like to hear your take on that. If you, and I'm sure you're probably going to go back and catch that on a replay or whatever. Oh no, I almost never do. I watch stuff live, really? but I almost never watch stuff after. Yeah. Really. No, well, that guy. That guy grew up in Tucson. He said. 
Oh, okay. Well, I don't know everybody in Tucson. But anyway, well, that's I know you don't know everybody in Tucson. Something like, at first they were, when I first got there, they were asking them, you don't know what the amendment is? And I was like, oh, crap. Did they just yeah, ask the second amendment? And he doesn't know what the second amendment is? Right. But then asking them the freaking ninth. I don't know what the ninth is off the top of my head. Who the fuck? Right. Oh, sorry. Who, who kind of nerd, uh, you know, pays attention to every single amendment? I don't mean. Right. I'm, well, Apple, but there's a lot of, yeah. There's a lot of people that do know it. I guess. Oh, no, I understand. I'm just but, not. Yeah. I got my nerd stuff turned into other, tuned into other things. Yeah, I could tell you uh, specifically, but that's about what I tuned in. It was shortly before that. Uh, so I knew they were asking him about the ninth. And they told him, about, if you don't know, just say, I don't know. And that's pretty much what he said. Um, and then they couldn't even really read it verbatim. But, you know, it's an enumerated, uh, yeah, that was the best enumerated rights, I guess, is the, the abridged. Is it the bridged or an unabridged? But either way, the quickie version of the ninth is, enumerated rights basically so it's easy abridged is shorter unabridged is longer that's how it works oh that's the way it is cool you know you uh, think about it like there's two more words in unabridged and that's the longer version ah so. uh, there you go always get those mixed up uh g23 hopping in ghost is out there makojo good evening good evening uh we're just uh just shooting the bull right now so if you've got topics questions things you want to Ponder or pose, we'll throw them in out there. And remember, too, if you're in replay, comments down below. You can always participate. Um, so, yeah, there was that. And then um, I missed out on, uh, unfortunately, we did a lot of, uh, man, I was busy this weekend with, as you were talking about earlier, just life. Um, and I missed out on Locked and Loaded Latinos Sunday. So, Oh, well, it was different anyway this year or this week. Yes, I've seen that. I've seen it come up, and it was like they were – what were they? They were broadcasting something live, weren't they, or was well, they that's recording? The so, and they might be – you might be corking them right now. I'm watching. So, basically, they went to the Florida thing, which was a one-day thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you are. They're literally getting – you're corking them right now. They're corking you, technically. Dang, how far are they into it? They just started at the same time. So here's what went down. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to screen share because I can do it. And they don't care. So so that we can show the people out there because they're not going to care if we're screen sharing. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, wait. Yeah, that worked. How come? Oh, I got I'm not hosting. That's why I'm like, why is there only two things down there? Anyhow, so this is the setup. Let me screen make it like this. This is where they're sitting behind what three or four rows of people. And I don't know if they're in the middle of the room or if they're in the back of the room or what, but. This is where they are. So they're a little farther away than right at the front. And then this is the speaking area. And this is a, yeah, you can't see it in this view, but there, this is a giant metal building, right? That they're inside of big yeah. concrete slab with a metal roof over it. No internal structure or no internal upright. So just big open metal building. And you can hear pretty good. You can tell that these doors are open on the left, which I'm guessing is the south, but I don't know for certain. But anyway, those doors are up until the left, and there's a ruckus going on out there. So they recorded this thing, which is the Florida Florida Carries Speaker Day, speaker event, they call it. And because they normally have their camping weekend, where the only time you can open carry in Florida is if you are camping or fishing. So they right, have right. a camping event so that they can all get together and open carry. Normally, that's their sort of rally. However, because of whatever 
Florida said, no, you can't rally on state grounds now. So that means effectively you can't go fishing as a group. So effectively you can't have your open carry rally. And I don't think it was to mess with them as much as to mess with everybody in Florida who wanted to go into the national shared lands mm -hmm. for whatever reason. So the, they adapted and overcame by this guy who makes these, or some company, might be a girl, who makes these campers. Um, said you could use our building. So they cleared everything out of that building where they make these little tiny campers. They're not for short people. I think they're like some kind of hybrid pop-up or they're the kind that you just crawl into. Right. So they don't really pop up, but they're not stand-up trailers or nothing. Right. Um, so anyway, that's, I don't I forget what they call that style. It's not really for a motorcycle. It's just like economy kind of camping. Right. Um, and I think they might have better s suspension too, so that you can take them into the wilderness a little bit, but whatever they're, they, they cleared out all their stuff. They let you, um, they let them have their speaking event here. So no open carry, but a day's worth of speakers. So in the yesterday, okay. So they went and for the, so locked and loaded Latinos went and recorded the whole thing from this position. And yesterday was an hour and a half. And I think this is going to be an hour and a half, but they didn't I don't know if they told us. But Not I suspect, that. right, before and after lunch. Yeah. Um, so yesterday, uh, they were, Roll was sick, so he didn't want to do it. He had his voice was out or something. So I guess from yelling and screaming at the rally. So um, instead of going live like a normal show, they broadcast or rebroadcast part one, the, the morning session. Oh, and then, th then today, Monday, they're broadcasting whatever, rebroadcasting section two. So you're corking them, but they're corking you. But um, this is the only people that even had a camera there. So you had Paul Lathrop there, wow. the DC project. I don't know, six or eight people there. You had Cheryl Todd there. And I don't know if they depended on Locked and Loaded to film it or if they just happened to film it. But this is Florida Carey. And I didn't see, well, I'm not, I shouldn't say that. It looks like there is some kind of thing sticking right here, right? Some kind of camera on a tripod. Right. More than likely there's a phone there. Well, and we, well, I seen... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that, uh, well, first I was going to say uh, Nebraska Gun Freak out there. Uh, I haven't seen him out there before, so welcome, man. Um, but no, yesterday, what little I caught of it yesterday, there seemed to be some people in the crowd that were holding camera uh, phones up, like they were recording maybe specific speakers or something. Uh, Amy came up and was talking about um, uh, Shaky Dave uh -huh. and He's not doing real good and wants everybody to know, keep him in his prayers and their, oh, in their prayers. So they yeah. were recording that. That was pretty, uh, I can't imagine, I can't imagine how she even said all that stuff. It was tough. Right. Right. Um, yeah, man, I hate to hear that. He's a good dude. Mm -hmm. Now so this is, uh, now this is Florida carry that puts this on or is it some other? Yeah. Florida carry puts it on. This is their fourth. I'm going to say fourth, but I'm not certain. And then um, normally it's a camping, like fishing event. I think it's normally a fishing event. They all yeah, go they're fishing. out and about. They're not in a building. Yeah, yeah. And they're all kind of just farting around at a state park or something. Um, but this time, yeah, it had to be, you know, they had to. They went. They're right. What's his name? Can't ever remember that dude's name. The guy who had the bag, the satchel? Yeah, the bearded guy. <laughs> I don't remember either. Dang it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Samantha Suffolk's. Oh, that's her, brother. that's her brother. I don't know his name either. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Um, Mr. He's a pretty cool guy. So, you know, you mentioned something. Uh, Nebraska says, usually catch me on Ghost Replay. Uh, 
that'll be able to watch on Mondays. Okay, well, thanks for uh, for jumping in. Um, gives me a good chance since uh, you are kind of new here to just say again, anybody out there, this is all for you guys. If you've got questions, comments, Ghost is being funny out there with his question. But, um, yeah, throw them in the chat. We're just talking about the Florida Carry event because uh, we were kind of reminiscing about what went on over the weekend. Normally, we have the Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast, and they were streaming this or, or replaying it yesterday. And so we were kind of talking about this. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting, G, you talk about, yeah, we know that guy too, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um the um, what's interesting about these events, and you know, I'm I'm forever, and a lot of other people are as well, uh, telling you guys, man, get out there, turn cameras on. We know that Black Cat Outdoors RL uh, is great at you know the rallies in in his state. I can't even remember what state he's in, but <laughs> um, he's great to you know flip on a camera for those. Um, as you can see, you know, she was talking about they might be the only people with a camera here at this event, um, you would be surprised at the lack of coverage at a lot of these things. I was super surprised, G, uh, to, to dredge up the past a little bit. I was super surprised at the lack of stuff that was being put out from GRPC. Um, the years you went and then the year I went, like I was the only guy, I think, that live streamed any of it. Yeah, they don't appreciate. They didn't. They still don't. Well, now I think they appreciate live streaming, or they think they do. But yeah, exactly. Like until they understand, they didn't know what they were missing, right? They didn't know that there was a thing that they could have been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, when you go to these things, uh, you know, if you're looking for an opportunity to, you know, maybe you don't want to be a personality. Maybe you want don't want to do firearm reviews, and maybe you don't want to get in front of the camera and and talk about, you know certain legislation or you know things of that nature that's perfectly fine uh that you know you're not comfortable with an on-screen presence or whatever it might be but man start up the channel and if you go to events like this and rallies and other things kick that camera in and, and at least you know record it put it in the put it in the record put it in the archive because you know it matters and uh, a lot of these speakers i mean we're seeing here you've got Good Lord, Cheryl and uh, Cheryl Todd, and then that's Charlie. I'm assuming um, some great people that's that's going to be speaking and do have on camera presence and that sort of thing. So um, they're definitely able to to get the message across. So by you doing what Locked and Loaded Latinos is doing here by kind of helping disseminate that information, uh, it's a very valuable service. So don't discount that. That goes to G23 San RL is Pennsylvania is PA. And I was that's what I was thinking. So thank you guys for clearing that up. But go ahead, G. Are you sure? Because I think they might be because G23 was saying that they heard any rallies. And I think Pennsylvania's got a rally. But I might send this. Oh, is it? I, well, I, I was thinking Pennsylvania or maybe Indiana, but I couldn't remember. Um, Black Cat? I don't think Black Cat is in. Um, Roll Call is in Indiana. Roll Call's Indiana. Rick's Black Indiana. Yeah. Easier than that. I don't know if it's Pennsylvania or if it's something like Easter than that. Um, but here's the thing. So right now we're watching the, the what do they call it? The um, Concealed Carry Fashion Show, which dates back to 2013. And uh, yeah, this, one, this is something that uh, they did at this event. And uh, it is what it is. So here's the thing. When you talked about filming this stuff, 
you don't no one like you say nobody films this stuff because they didn't think about it but they're also not filming it because well it's just not on their radar right but they're when they don't film it what the result of that is is that no one knows what these events are so in people's minds they're like oh this was everybody in suits or else this is everybody fishing with fishing poles like nobody knows what this is until you watch it once you watch it i mean that's so much more valuable info about you know what is our two-way thing like how many two people are asking what all two-way rallies are going on in the future like well this is the florida one like period like we have 50 states if each state has one arizona had one is a little bigger than this but um, this was the Florida one. So if, if, if someone sees this, hopefully they'll be like, oh, I can, you know, we can accomplish this, or maybe even we can accomplish this and more. Or somebody sees this and go, oh, look what they did. I could have put up, you know, in our, in our gymnasium or maybe at our, our school facilities. You know, they say, oh, if this was, you know, this was nice of that tractor company or whatever, but, you know, what they missing was this. Or maybe somebody who does promotions or something can say, oh, you know, I could have brought a stage or anyway. So, you know, hearing about it that an event happens that's one thing and if we it's the same idea i guess what i'm trying to say is the same idea of like oh i'm going to pay 30 bucks and and be in a organization and now i'm done to be in 2a for the year right like no one would consider that being finished right that's just a aspect so when we think of these events it's like oh okay that was accomplished well okay it was accomplished for a couple of dozen people who are pretty pro 2a i was asking them questions do you know who she is uh, I can't tell on the camera with the screen and all. I'm not yeah. able really to pick up people too well. Um, so I was asking them yesterday because they were broadcasting it, right? The beginning part, the, the morning portion. Right. They were broadcasting, and but they were live. So they weren't live on camera, but they were there. Like this is a premiere, and I'm assuming they're there commenting. Ah, uh, okay. See? So they were live yesterday just running it in the, li- in the stream yard. So today they're they're it's a what do you call it premiere but they're still out there. So we right. were able to ask questions and I was asking questions like how many people were there and they didn't know because it was hard to judge with as many people walking around. And like I say, if we were listening to this, unless it's changed, we'll hear all the people over here to the left. And I don't know if that was like a baseball game going on or if that was more of this that the you know how you go to an event some people just don't care about what's going on like in a speaking thing like this. Mm-hmm. Right, people are going to tune into this. But if there was like tents outside with a bunch of guns or stuff and gear, you know, there might've been dozens of people milling around. Like, what's this guy looking at? Right. So there's something going on out to the left here. Um, so I didn't get to ask him about that, but I was asking questions like, you know, were the people here interested? Were they like fanboys? Did they know who all these people were? Or was it like a bunch of people who were just bored on a Tuesday and showed up at this thing for the free hot dogs? Right. you know, we're just in here, one out the other. So that's the kind of stuff that, again, I think that uh, having a live feed, you get that. And, mm-hmm. you know, the thing I cherish about going to these events is to know what our Second Amendment is. Because what's gun rights policy? It's this times, well, 400 people. But otherwise, it's this, right? Amanda's no different. Paul's no different. None of these other people are any different, except that they'd be standing in a different room. Right. Like nobody gets all professional and puts on ties and has like a makeup person and gets better speeches. Like we're all just us. So that's like this guy. He's what's his face. He's going to Rob is always going to do that kind of stuff, even at gun rights policy. So, you know, it's just that there's a lot more other spectators and other people like this didn't have every organization. But gun rights policy is probably like 80 percent. Just the organizations being there is most of the room. Right. Like 
there's not that many spectators really. But anyway, I think that's part of it is neat is getting to be able to see this stuff and in the future, right? Like getting to be able to see, sure. uh, you know, what, how this evolves. Cause we don't have what it looked like in 1986 or whatever. Can you imagine the first gun rights policy in 1986, what that would have looked like? I'll bet you they were all wearing suits, you know, I'll bet you, or whatever you call it, like a sports suit or a jacket or whatever that thing is. Right, like yeah. But I'll bet you that would have been more of the attire, right? They would have all been like that kind of business people. I bet. I think, I don't know, but you know, now you got Dan Waz coming up in a jeans jacket. Anyway, right. so that's, that's a part where uh, I really appreciate the live stuff. So, and to see it real, like to hear all the background noise and to hear people chattering. Cause uh, how would you know if you just saw a list of who spoke that that one guy who I won't bring up is super boring and everybody leaves the room when he talks because he says the same thing every year, not this guy, but the guy at gun rights policy who everybody right. knows when he speaks, it's a good time to go have an interview or go to the bathroom or do something else. Cause he's going to say the same thing as he does every year. And you wouldn't know that unless you watch live and saw everybody just dismiss what the speaker's saying, or, you know, react to what the speaker's saying or cheer and that kind of stuff. Well, this gives right, us a right. way better idea how big the room was too. You can see people over there. Yesterday, they barely brought the camera up and then down. So this is, uh, oh, I see. They're walking around with the camera now. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. See the front? Are we gonna must, be, must be oh, on a gamble like, or something. Yeah, they're pulling a Paul Lathrop. Paul always records from right here. Well, usually he looks up at him. Okay, there you go. Right, right. But yeah, he always sits right at the front of the class. So, you know, that's neat, but you don't get any idea of how big the room is. I always like to record from the back, even though you can't hear good. I assume somebody else is going to record the line. Right, the, right. You know, this the mic. Well, and equipment, you know, makes a difference if you could do, you know, um, you know, you could always do an audio recorder up front, you know, and then film yeah, from the back. Just set it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's over. what that's what I did. See, I had. You know, when I did GRPC, I was at the back of the room, but then I also had one It was off to the side, but it was up front, you know, recording, too. So I used the audio off of that one uh, more so than the video and then the video more so for the one in the rear. But, yeah, um, now Nebraska out there saying uh, he's wanting to start a, a podcast one night a week. So that's awesome. Says main deal. Uh, and, and by the way, you've got. Who do you got? Sandhill Shooter. You've got Travis P11, DJ Play Nice. Who else do we know, G, from Nebraska? Travis, the store. Mm -hmm. what is it uh, SNS Pond? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dang it, he's he, he usually he's out to Stan Stan from SNS Pond. Yeah, Stan Bodenall, I think. Uh, so yeah, definitely uh, hook up with with Stan. Uh, I can't remember. Where is Stan in? Do you remember? I don't remember. I remember, I remember when I get a super chat of this nature, I acknowledge it. That's well, I'm getting to it, G. Um, but uh, Savage Sharpshooter, who's the newest Patreon patron, by the way? Uh, dropping the Benjamin, man. Good God. Um, I know that he felt bad, and I think you more than made up for it at this point. Uh, Sharpshooter, more than made up for it, but he felt bad, G. Because whenever you were trying to save my life a couple of weeks ago, um, he, he felt he felt bad that he was giving you the super chat money, not me. So he was trying to make up for it. Uh, yeah, Defense Dad said Lexington, Nebraska. So there you go, uh, Nebraska, Nebraska gun freak. It was Stan. Stan's a great guy. Travis P. Eleven, 
uh, Sandhill Shooters, DJ Play Nice, uh, all fellow Nebraskans, I guess. Uh, and Defense Dad uh, is out there. So, uh, hey, Defense Dad, how are you? And obviously, Savage Sharpshooter is out there. Uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, more than you know. Hopefully, he got his. Hopefully, you've gotten your welcome pack for Patreon. Hopefully, if not, let me know because you probably should have by now. Um, where are we at? That threw me off kilter, G. Good Lord. I don't get, I don't hardly get super chats, let alone anything like that. That's amazing. Uh, but no, what, what he said was, uh, I remember what I was going to say now. Uh, sharpshooter out there said, uh, he wanted to help me get a dash cam. So I've got to get with you definitely at this point, um, and figure out what's a good dash cam. Probably need to do that before. Hopefully we make a Tulsa trip, uh, to the Wanamaker Tulsa arms show. For those in Nebraska Gun Freak, this may be something that you're interested in. Um, April the, what is it, 10th and 11th, I believe. I'm going to go double check. Yes, April 10th and 11th will be the largest gun show in the world, the Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show. Um, I do have everything squared away to work media. We've got a table for a staging area. We've got a lot of other things. So uh, whether you do Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all of the above, um yeah we'll put you to work and uh it's a, it's a great time if you've never been to that show uh and it's a lot of fun being able to take pictures because they do have security that will uh that will occasionally stop you <laughs> while you're taking pictures or video and you do have to show them your media pass uh so we do get a little bit of special treatment it's kind of fun but you may um you may check out that as well nebraska's right there fairly close it assuming that uh it doesn't get shut down again and we're gonna hope and pray that it doesn't oklahoma I've seen a lot of ads for oklahoma like come shop oklahoma and come visit oklahoma so i don't know why they would but yeah i'm gonna have to get with you you've got a lot of experience with uh with dash cams g so uh i need to get with you and figure out uh what to spend that sweet sweet uh super chat money savage out there is dropping figure out what camera to drop that on where's lexington uh nebraska and it keeps going to kentucky yeah i have no idea maybe somebody out there could uh could tell us but i have no idea the thing that i want to see in nebraska i think is over here somewhere at some museum mm. uh, uh nebraska is, says uh, just talking to the wife about going this year he says awesome says his family's in Oklahoma City, so he has places to stay around there. Very nice. Yeah, uh, if you do, uh, hit me up on email, bro. Uh, Clovertack at gmail.com is the easiest way to do that. Uh, if you are thinking you're going, and I'll let you know where the table we've got is at, and uh, depending on how many people's there, we may have to share media passes, but we've done that before. If we've had more people than passes, we just kind of hand it off, and as long as you've, you know, as long as you've got a got a pass, you know people take breaks and eat lunch and go smoke and do other things. So uh, we can do a little bit of a little bit of sharing. Um, what'd you find, G? Defense Dad said Lexington's about 170 miles, five miles west of Lincoln. So okay, west of Lincoln. Um, Why are zooming that in? Defense dad says, question. 
Is it okay to store loaded magazines on magnetic strips in the safe? What you're, what's your, you got an opinion on that, G? Yeah, I had a client back in the day that made them strips. He, I don't know. I'm not going to say he's the first one because chefs use those magnets and people in gardens use their use them for their shovels and stuff. So it's not like it's a new tech or anything. But if you've ever used a shovel or a screwdriver that's on one of them strips, you know, it lives on one of them, and you jammed it into the dirt with metal filings, it comes up full of metal filings. Um, or if you've ever taken a screwdriver and ran it past a magnet to get the tip magnetized so that screws will stick to it. I mean, that's how, that's the characteristic of metal. So, um, whenever, uh, I was, that guy was my client or whatever, that business, whatever he was up in Phoenix and he made those things. Um, he quit making them after a while and other companies have done them in different styles, right? They just wrap those giant magnets. So he paid me in those magnets. Like I got a whole bunch of those magnets because I do projects and I wanted those magnets more than I wanted money back then. So uh, he gave me a bunch of these. And that was really hard to get those big magnets, those really strong magnets back then. So anyway, uh, I've magnetized so many things with them. I would never use them for a gun ever. I'll use them for a knife if I don't care about the knife being magnetized because you can unmagnetize things also. But mm -hmm. I don't want my guns or my firing pins or my magazines, anything getting magnetic debris on them. So I, yeah. I I don't, I'm never going to have another client like that because I'll continue to say this, but I don't do anything magnets with my guns. Yeah. Um, I don't either. And, and it's not, you bring up something that I honestly never thought about. Um, I don't either just because I don't, I, I don't really even, I can't give you the valid reasons that, that G gave you, but I'll tell you something. I live in iron ore country and you know, you drop even a magnetic screwdriver on the ground in the dirt. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just yeah. got crap all over it. So I, don't, I bet uh, you they don't even sell those those tool magnets in in places like that because the same is here. Like you drop your even in the backyard. If I drop my something in the dirt, it's going to come up with some kind of shaving. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, all kinds of junk and, yeah. and just rust and junk, right? So I don't want any of that in my guns. Yeah, but the and other thing is, the, I've seen them for vehicles. That's ridiculous. Like just watch any footage or have been in a car accident. Like things do not stay in place. When no, cars no, stop that's a lot of force. And all that, that's horrible. And then the idea of putting them like under things, I'll, I'll use them for knives. I do use them for knives and like a shovel or something like the tool magnet, but um, it just, it's not secure. You have a kid right. walk around. It's the, the trigger's not covered. I mean, maybe in conjunction with something else, but then you get back to the whole magnetic thing. Mm -hmm. So like I say, I'll, I've burned my bridge from ever having a, client or customer or sponsor like that but right right i mean i you know i gotta think that maybe you know you're probably right i mean there may be some specialty situation or something like that right but you know general so to answer the question though what i'm the biggest fan of and i've tried to be there i've tried to have them be a customer of mine back when i was doing stuff like that or be a sponsor when i was doing videos and stuff and I just done videos for free for them because they're the only company that sells made in the United States versions. But uh, what is it? Gun, gun, gun storage solutions out of Illinois, mm -hmm. out of the Chicago area. They're the only wire, you know, like wire twisted shapes that are painted and then have a rubber tip or something so that they're simple. They're just pieces of heavy wire, you know, bent into shape. They, they kind of clip around your shelf usually. Mm -hmm. uh, and then offer the gun at an angle or parallel to the bottom of the shelf. So I bought them. Like, they wouldn't even ah. give them to me, right? I bought them. But at least I bought them at wholesale off the gun shop. But uh, I bought them. That's how much I liked them. 
and they're just little wire things made in the USA and they clip to the back of your shelf and you just shove your guns up straight in. Like if you're, you're pointing your gun at the back of your safe, you just let go of it and it's the, it goes in the barrel. Your gun's out there. It's awesome. And I've got, I don't know, let's say enough for my pistols. And then I have my revolvers on hooks. So like there's another like clippy thing that goes off the back of the shelf that's a hook. And then I just have the revolvers hanging off their uh, trigger guards because I don't care. My revolvers are roams, so they don't really matter. But um, you can get little hanging things for trigger guards. You can get things that go down the barrel. You get way more effective use out of your shelves because you can have your guns hanging underneath your shelves. You can get ones that go from the back of the shelves and the front of the shelves, depending on how big your guns are and how wide your shelves are. Uh, you can be creative and have those things going at an angle from the sides. Uh, and then they make a thing that basically is like a giant long thumbtack or like a stick with a flat thing at the end. And the right. flat part has Velcro on it. That jams up underneath your shelf, which almost always has carpet on it. And that little Velcro part kind of just barely sticks to the bottom of your shelf. And then that pipe or you know stick comes down and that goes in your barrel. And that stops your rifles from falling all over the place. It's just enough to keep most rifles from falling all over. And that right. allows you to not have to use the dumb, you know, this is a 12 gun safe and you know good and well, you're going to put 40 guns in there. So right. the, the rods let you put those things. I don't use the rods because I don't care about my guns. My guns are all gross. So they, I don't care if they smack into each other, but um, right. with the handguns, just to be able to get them into there, the gun storage solutions, I'll give them another plug. The only company made in USA, and I, trust me, I've looked like I would love to use another company because I like organizing safes. I think it's great. And you know, it's a useful thing. Every other company made in China. I've already, I went to Shatsho more than one year looking for them. And like right. I said, they won't, they don't, or maybe you could get it. I bet you could do something with them. But uh, really cool company. They're always downstairs, uh, right? When you come in the main door where like the Shatsho store normally is, they're like right there. Um, yeah, that's awesome. what I'd recommend. There's other things, but those, everything else takes space. Like everything else takes real estate in your safe. Now, if you've got four guns and you're trying to make your safe look full, then some of those other things look good. But if you've got more gun than room, the rods are the best way to go. The right. Most compact, efficient thing I've seen. Speaking of rod, we've got the gun cleaners out there. What's up, Rod? Uh, Savage Sharpshooter says, uh, indeed, he said he did get to welcome pack. Awesome. First thing he did was throw the leprechaun sticker on the back of his phone. Definitely a conversation starter for normies. Uh, yeah, I can see that. And then uh, Wes out there, uh, he says he's got a ROAV, Rove-Cam made by Anchor. Very affordable. Thanks for the suggestion, Wes. Um, I like Anchor stuff, so I may look into that for sure. What I would recommend, so one I have is okay. It had a button to, okay, so there's two kinds. There's the kind with the screen on them and the kind without the screen on them unless they've come up with a third kind. That was the two types when I was researching them. And uh, I found that channel. I don't remember the name of it anymore, but there's like more than one. There's a channel that just devoted itself to dash cam reviews. And, you know, I spent an afternoon looking at a few and figured out exactly what I wanted. But I'm sure they're different now, so I don't know how much more. I can't give you any, you know, because I haven't bought one in years. I bought that one period, right? Uh, and then since then, I've bought, what do you call it, like, impulse purchases when a $20 one was in front of me. I bought it just to see if I could compare the $20 one with the hundred something dollar one I bought. Um, but basically it came down to you get them with a screen on them or without the screen on them. 
and I wanted it without the screen because I didn't want the larger thing on my window, right? I wanted a smaller thing on my window and this without the screen, it's a, it's a smaller physical thing. And then the uh, other option is with a battery or not. And I suspect you're in the same boat as me. I don't want a battery on my dashboard. It's too hot. So I wanted a capacitor, one that runs off of the power cord instead of running off a battery. That makes sense. So you don't have to recharge mine. It just can't run without the power being plugged in. So I take mine out of the holder and put it away when I'm not driving so that it's not just cooking. But whenever I'm driving, it's just permanently in the vehicle. So I don't have to lick it and stick it there or nothing. I'm not, there's no cord hanging off into my cigarette lighter. It's permanent, right? And it's small. Like it looks like a you cut a cigar in half and it's just a little smaller than a pill bottle. It's just a little cylinder stuck underneath my my rear view mirror. And that kind of looks like one of those toll booth things almost, right? It's just gone. So that's my advice is getting one that's small and it, you just don't think about it as permanent. But the disadvantage is always disadvantage is there's a button that you use to, if you like, it's just going to work always. It's a dash cam. So it's always running. Then if you get an accident, it's going to record that. And then uh, there's always, well, almost always has like a button that you can push, like when you initiate it to record, when you want it to record something like you, you know, you see something about to happen, you want to push the button. And I lost that button. And so, um, that's annoying because it costs as much to buy a button as it does to just buy another one. So that would be the only concern is if, uh, if you can get one that has a button on it, as well as the remote button, then if you lose the remote button, at least you could reach up and push the button. Cause that's my problem. The only thing I can really do is tweak, click it, like I click it with my finger to make it think it went into a wreck so that it takes some video. But that's about the only thing I can do to like initiate the recording. Uh, mine was like a hundred something. And from what I remember, once you get to about a hundred and something dollars right around wherever the break off is nowadays, there'll be a break off where the optics, the, the, uh, like the, the vision part of it is as good as it's going to get. And then everything becomes options and extras. Right. So right. that's where I decided to draw the line. Cause I didn't need any options. The options are like for Uber drivers who want to record what's going on inside their vehicle and oh, outside right, right. for some insurance reason. And I didn't need extra cameras and double sided and all that kind of stuff. That's true. But uh, if you're going to be doing videos where you're talking while you're driving, you might be able to do double duty and make it a thing where, you know, how people hold, I don't know what they do. They hold their phones, I guess, and point it at themselves while they're driving. You well, might I've got, I've got, uh, we've got things that hook to the dash that holds the phone. So. Okay. But I'm just saying, maybe you could do something where your dash cam becomes something, but more like B-roll more than likely. Right. Uh, MX out there, he says he has all of his handguns and old socks to protect them stuff as many as can in the gun in the gun cabinet uh a lot of people do that um yep. and you can still use the socks on the the rods you can use the socks on almost everything even you can put them inside of you know bags and you can put them in the racks in their socks mm-hmm. be careful with socks that um either put something like impregnate them with something or get the ones that are already oil based or whatever because you can i've seen people put stuff in socks even here in arizona and pull them out of the sock rusted because yeah. it, it traps, some, it traps some, in. Yeah, some of those socks are not breathable, right? So I had once upon a time. It's one of the very few, um, very few firearms that's ever slipped through my hands. But once upon a time, I had a, uh, I had a Marlin three thirty six, 
and bought it from a guy. It was one of those nice, you guys have probably seen them, but it was in one of those nice little leather bags that had the fur uh, inside, like the fur liner or whatever. Uh, And I'm going to tell you what, um, that, that rifle, I don't know how long it rode in a kind of a homemade rack behind the seat of the truck. Um, and for whatever reason, put it in that thing. Uh, and it rode back there for like a week and I took it out and it was like, you're talking about, it was like, it was insane. That leather, I don't know what it was about the leather and the fur, <laughs> right? But something with the leather and the fur, just, it was not conducive for, for moisture. It kept it trapped in or whatever, I guess. Didn't breathe enough. Uh, Nebraska says, uh, oh, he was talking about um, having some problems with uh, with a canic. Um, I don't own a canic. There are a lot of folks that do. I know Ghost out there does. Um, Rod with the gun cleaner, several other people. What I can do, um, and again, especially if you're planning on making that Tulsa trip, uh, I'm just going to call him Freak because Nebraska is kind of hard to... Uh, there's some other Nebraskas out there. I don't know anybody else that's freak. So we're going to call you a freak uh, lovingly. But anyway, um, yeah, get with me through email. What I can do is I can pass that along to the folks I know with Canic and see and see what they say. Um, that's about the best I can do because I've certainly, my experience to Canic is people I know that have them and obviously trade shows and stuff like that being able to, uh, to use them um dj out there is saying maybe a wi-fi camera with a magnetic roof mount uh yeah they do make mag mounts for um gopros and stuff well he was saying g23 was saying he wanted a 360 dash cam oh yeah i haven't played with a 360 enough the problem with that well here's the first off so dash cams are in a loop right and then you put a card in them and they'll They'll do their loop, but then they'll, re- they'll, they'll record it, right? So normally, let's say you tell them, I want a 10-minute loop, 3-minute loop, 30-minute loop, whatever. They're going to record 10 minutes, if, if you know, and then they're going to start recording 10 minutes over again on that same piece of memory card, I guess. And uh, if you give them enough memory card, then they'll just start recording 10 minutes and then 10 minutes and then 10 minutes. So you can go into whatever mode you want. You can have a small memory card in there, and they'll just like a security tape camera, they'll just record over itself over and over. Right. Uh, you put a large memory card in, they'll record a lot. And I've done that because it's neat to have, you know, time lapse or whatever, hours worth of video shrunk down. But that's the problem is that you have, you put in a lot of card and if you recorded it, any kind of, um, what's it, resolution, then you get huge files. So that's the thing with a 360 dash cam would be a lot of files times 360. And I haven't even played with 360 yet, but that's got to be big files, I'm guessing. Right, right. What what kind of file size are you talking about on the stuff that you played with? Like for, well, for not an big. hour or whatever? I, I set mine to three minutes, I think, which doesn't sound like anything, but that's actually a lot of time when you're driving. Like if, let's say I want an eagle that flies by the car, a deer walks in front of something, right? three minutes is like forever to search through looking for a deer that pops his head out as you're driving by at 70, you know? So the three minutes I picked, I don't know. I think mine picked three minutes or 10 minutes and 10 minutes seemed way too long. So I picked three. 
So the files themselves are small, but you'll have a folder that is as big as your memory card, basically. Okay. So So what it'll do, so what you're saying is you set it basically to break the files at three minutes. So like a file break. Yeah. Every three minutes, it's dropping a new file, new file, new file. And then you just take all those files, put them in your editing software next to each other. And then my editing software, I can select them all and say, now increase the speed times a thousand. And that'll take an hour and turn it into six minutes or whatever it does. So uh, it'll squish them all together and they're still touching each other. So it makes it pretty simple. Um, And then, you know, if you had an accident or something, you could just pull out the one three minute file that you actually need and not a 20 minute file that you have to edit or something like that. Right. Gotcha. Um, Oh, and what else it's neat for is because uh, the cameras, another option, I guess, since we're talking dash cams, is if you have it as a dash cam, but when you park, it can also be a like a security camera. Right. I think that's, again, a fairly common feature, but that'll be, it'll be more elaborate with the fancier ones. But basically, you stop the vehicle, it'll figure out you've stopped moving just based on the fact that it's not moving anymore. And then it waits a little while and then mine like that waits five minutes or something. And then it goes into a mode and it'll, it'll yell out at you in a robot voice. I'm going into parking mode. So you can do something if you want, but basically if you just stop and get out of your vehicle and walk away after a certain amount of time, it's going to go into parking mode, in which case it's basically still recording everything, but not saving anything. And then if somebody walks in front of it, the motion sensor goes off and it goes back 30 seconds and starts to record. If gotcha. that makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of neat. And that way, if you're, if it gets hit while you're parked, so somebody runs into your car, somebody slams a door into your vehicle and it moves the camera, it goes back 30 seconds. And then you've got them pulling up and hitting your car and not just started when it hits your car. So that kind of thing is fairly common. It's just that the nicer ones get even more elaborate than that. And then again, if you've got multiple cameras, that could be useful in a parking lot situation. So that's... Right. I forget what they call that feature, but most of them have that, and that can get way more elaborate. And then it gets to where you can be in the building looking out your camera, right? Like looking, seeing what's going on in the parking lot. And then if you had the kind that looks back and forwards at your review mirror, if it's looking both ways, well, now you can keep an eye on, you know, if you left something in your car or if, I don't know, you know, you just want to see how your car's parked or whatever. So, you know, I could see that being a thing for some people, a feature for some people. Right. Uh, DJ is asking what's uh, what's rolling on the screen. That is the um, Locked and Loaded Latinos are premiering their replay footage, whatever, from the Florida Carry event yesterday. That event was yesterday. G. Oh, it's unmuted. It was Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Did you say that was just a one-day thing? Um, well, the speaking event was like the day, and then the camping event was Sunday, I guess. And I don't okay. know if the, spe- if the camping event, because they still had a camping event. They just couldn't do the speaking part at the camping event or the fishing event. I don't know what they call it. But um, that's, I think, the only time I've ever seen Eric not wearing a suit. It's distracting. Like, it, it's Eric, but it's the only time I've never I've never seen this guy, even in live chats and stuff. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, I think the thing might've been Friday through Sunday. I don't know if locked and loaded state. Well, I don't think they did stay if it was cause they live in Florida and they didn't need to, you know, if you would have come from out of state, it would have seen, it would have been more useful to stick around, but I think they just went up for the day. 
Right. Right. Uh, Freak out there says, just notice he has a competition the same week as the gun show. Well, that sort of sucks. Um, what, uh, Foose was saying too, right? Yeah, I think Foose. Yeah, I think. I don't remember if that was on uh, Gizzard Gary's chat or where, but yeah, I think Foose was talking about that. So, yeah, that uh, priorities, I guess, <laughs> at that point. But yeah, if that's something you do. Well, that's how uh, you win a thing is by. That, yep. What do you call it? Making the priorities the, the event, right? It's like, I don't know. I, I don't pay that much attention to sports, but as I've been putting together that thing that you're looking at that I sent you the draft of. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, that's basically just taking Minuteman and putting it into paper. So, you know, I've done some of this stuff on trying to keep track of where all the different sporting events for either the calendar or for the history, like where the, where the, where the sporting events came from and then like what sporting events are still happening. Right. And, uh, anyway, yeah, it's crazy how, uh, Oh, last I was going. Basically, the sporting events are. Uh, I don't know as well as sporting events. Right. Well, a lot of that, a lot of that, starting to ramp back up again, pretty heavily. Um, you know, with things starting to open back up, and I don't know if you call it call it normalize. You know. I well, it, well, I don't know, but it seems like all of them went virtual, like postal event versions of what they are. Yeah, but I guess that's what I was saying. As I yeah. went to start going, back, I remember what I was saying. As I was looking at the history of sporting events, you know, I'm not unaware of what sporting events are. I just never paid any attention to them, I guess. Um, but you, you get to the, you read a couple of in the research, you end up reading a couple of articles or reading a couple of um, descriptions of an event or something, and you hear about, you know, how it's like a race or something where it can be a very close event, and then right. something decides it, and then somebody's a winner. But that's the thing. One of the things that decides the winners from the competitors, right, are the people that, what do you call, prioritize the events over other yep. things in their lives or whatever and make those decisions. So, sure. yeah, I mean, it's frustrating, but at the same time, yeah, you can't win if you decide to go to every gun show or, in this case, the biggest gun show in the world that hasn't happened in a year or something. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I didn't think about that. You know, that's one thing I've got. Uh, I got that scheduled earlier. For Thursday night, hopefully, uh, we can get some folks in there that have been to the show before. And, you know, I thought, well, let's kind of talk about the show since it's been a year, right? Uh, it's been over a year, actually, because they didn't have it at all in 2020. And they um, they had November of 2019 was the last time. So, yeah. You know. Did anybody um, go to that one? Who all was at that one? Uh, I was. Gary was. Knob was. Um, I can't, I can't remember exactly who all now, but, uh, of course, Snob's right there. Uh, we're talking about the gun snob for those that may not be aware. Um, but he, he lives right there. Wesp, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> he's out there in the chatter. He was, uh, but yeah, he lives right there too. Um, believe Snob, uh, believe Star Snoop Dogg made it. She lives fairly close, I think, but, uh, yeah, as far as out of towners, uh, yeah, myself, my wife, and well, so Gizzard. for most people, it's been like way more. It's been two years basically since it's happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, this year there's uh, a lot of maybes. I mean, Gizzard is maybe again. Uh, DJ's out there, um, so that's going to be awesome if if DJ's able to make it. Uh, Sarge and obnoxious one, uh, Sarge of C4 Defense. For those that are not aware. Um, have been considering it, been thinking about it. Um, 
budget guns and gear review budget has been uh, talking about making it down. So potentially, um, potentially can have a few people there. It's going to be interesting to see the dynamic because all three times that I've contacted her about, uh, you know, setting up the media passes and getting all that done all three times that I've done that, I've told her, look, I, you know, we are there to support the show, help the show, promote the show, all this other stuff. So, you know, since you didn't have a show last time or since you didn't have a show the last two times or since you didn't, you know, um, look, if, you know, you know, if you need the table, we, you know, um, we'll, you know, we'll figure something out. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to be burdensome to them if they've got you know vendors on a backlog and stuff like that uh heck that might be you know our table we might give our table up to the one coolest vendor we've ever seen at the show you know that's a, a, it's a possibility probably probability no possibility yes um but um you know she's come back every time i mean they enjoy us being there they enjoy us it's been a really good relationship we've cultivated over the years with them uh they enjoy us there all of the for the most part, all of the vendors seem to enjoy it. Uh, it's been a very, a very mutually beneficial thing, right? Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. It's always interesting when we can bring new content creators in, new people in to kind of experience it, and it, it does help you. It's a totally different. We'll talk a lot more in depth because we're getting close to the hour here, but uh, we'll talk a lot more in depth Thursday about it, but. You know, as a freak out there had mentioned with starting a podcast and, and as we were talking about covering the events like playing on the screen here for those that are in replay in the audio world, they're not able to, to see it, unfortunately. Uh, but, um, yeah, turning on your camera at some of these events and some of these places. Now, make sure you know the the rules, regulations, policies and, and other things. Um you know, because as I said before, if you don't have media passes, uh, could you walk into the Wanamaker Tulsa Arms show, film some stuff and take some pictures and get away with it? Absolutely. I'm sure you could. But they do have security walking around and they will question you because they have questioned us many times and we've had to show them our, our press passes. So, um, but yeah, it's a great place to kind of cut your teeth, even though um, a gun show setting is different from a trade show. And even the, the various trade shows are different. Um, but it does get you used to camera work with multiple people around, with noises, with being able to set up and schedule and talk with various people uh, about whatever products they have or whatever service they provide or whatever they do. So um, it's a good place to cut your teeth, I think, on a, on a lot of that stuff. Well, Besides that, it's just a way to do something with your channel that's useful and beneficial and like yep. doing something instead of yep. just, you know. Well, so. there's there's one, you know, with the first year, it's been, it was years ago, as you know, G, it was the first year that we, we worked media. And, you know, I can sit here and say I've worked at every single show since. Um with the exception of last year, what sucks, it sucks that I got, I got a lull now in my record. I had press passes from every single one. Um, but, uh, yeah, ain't going to have any for 2020, unfortunately. But, um, but whenever we first started, I got on YouTube and was looking, um, you know, you, you do YouTube, do a Google search under video or images, right? And it's like, 
there was a few news stations that had some things and one channel that was like Alaskan granny, I want to say, or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, that had some videos. But now if you search it, it's like all OG gun channel stuff, man. It's snob, obnoxious, Gary, myself, ghost G. Um, so it, there's, there's no doubt if you just Google search, you know, Wanamaker Tulsa Arms show and then go into the videos or the, or the pictures, there's no doubt. Uh, as to why they they enjoyed a relationship with us, you know what I mean. It's there's no doubt the service we're providing. So in 1956, he turns it into the world's largest gun show. So he has the like ambition and the ability, and then the the longevity of being able to run that show for all that long. But then whatever gets cut in his ways, or just had nobody whatever until what 2018, let's say whenever it was, when we decided to contact him and do that, create that relationship or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they basically were like no cameras, right? Just the status quo. Like, right. we got burned or something with cameras, or somebody got burned with cameras. We have this assumption that cameras are bad, so no cameras. That's from the film days, digital cameras, right? Nobody approached them. Maybe somebody did, and they burned a bridge, but we didn't. We don't know that. But yeah, so it was just a matter of saying, "Hey, let's let's not do it the same well, way." Well, and I think I think having I think having blatantly pro gun media approaching you right as opposed to it never a existed news, a news before. station yes. or something like yeah. that that you don't it know never what existed before it yeah. existed a couple years earlier but they would have had to seek it out but yeah exactly like having something that was you're right like on your side using the tech that in other words having people who are at pro amateur level at the tech and with their efforts Right. willing to work and the other thing is everybody who you're talking about was willing to work with them for not like some db uh i'm trying to keep politically say not say the word but you know some kind of jerk ish right uh, hey, we'll be your media for a thousand dollars a show or for a thousand dollars each show right, right. like yeah. per person per show which is what other people would have approached them with and we didn't even ever come up with that never even thought about it we're happy to and appreciate and respect what they're able to do right and that's the thing that that's that's one of the coolest things ever is we've helped evolve the whole concept and that's at the world's largest gun show uh i've attended that at others and it hasn't happened so that's let's give credit to them too that they were able again that's a guy in 1956 was able to make the world's largest gun show there was a lot of other gun shows he was able to make the world's largest like right other people that had the potential there's in the middle of tulsa who would have thought that like you would think dallas yeah. or houston right. or something would be the world's largest gun show right right california maybe mm-hmm. yep uh now dj before we get out of here uh he says you still have press passes um yeah, I mean, I've got a limited supply, but um, we've also got a table, and that will come with a couple of vendor passes. Um, so, um, yeah, we've got the ability to shuffle some stuff around should we get more people than we have passes or whatever. Uh, shouldn't be a problem. We just need to coordinate, kind of keep in touch and all that kind of stuff, probably the Friday by the Friday evening before anyway. Um and we'll we'll make it all happen figure the meetup times at the doors for those that are new uh we need to make sure you know what doors to enter through because with with vendors and press um you know you don't got to go through all the main rigmarole so uh ghost says he can't wait for wanamaker yeah i can't i can't either um what if they snuck us where the like in the front it would be lame because then there's nowhere to park and you can't get into that door right right 
You have to definitely be walking across the place to go into the other. That would be actually pretty bad. I don't know. Right. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking forward to it on, on many levels for many reasons. I only meeting up with various people, uh, colleagues, as far as creators, people out there, their viewers, followers. Okay, supporters. I just figured it out. Okay. You've yeah. been to SHOT Show before. You get one of them booths where they have a second floor, right? And then we put that right in the middle, right where NRA kind of is, right in the middle where this oh, wow. middle, middle, where the two levels are middle. We're going right. to set up on the top level in the middle a two-floor thing so that when we do interviews, we're on the second. I can't imagine they don't. Why don't they already do that? There should be right. a second floor where that dumb guy is with the cannons and the bad flags. <laughs> right. That's where there right. should be a second floor that is like the cool, what do you call control tower type of situation. That could be the overs yeah. overhang. Okay. Oversight, yeah. Yeah. That could be cool. Dang, it's uh, too and now I really want to do that because all you'd have to do is drag a trailer in there, a camper, and go slip up on the top of the camper or a contractor trailer and be on top of it like a porch. Right, or some type of scaffolding type stuff or something. Seriously, just go rent some yeah. scaffolding and put a nice platform there. Oh man, yep, so yep. Uh, maybe something, maybe something to discuss with them for the future for sure. Um, so yeah, with that. Uh, we're we're over time. We're going to get out of here for on a Monday. Uh, but if you're interested in more Wanamaker Tulsa Armshore talk, uh, show talk for sure, uh, come back, hang out for the uh, for the studio uh, that happens on Thursday at 9 p.m. I believe it is Eastern Standard Time. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some some Wanamaker Tulsa Armshore show veterans and maybe even some of the rookies or newbies that that plan on going. Uh, I know that 45 Alpha Charlie Papa 45 ACP. Uh, now that I think about it, it's often on the Thursday show. Uh, we just call him Papa usually, but uh, he's planning on making it as far as I know. So that just come to my mind. Uh, for everybody that has made it this far in replay, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping in. Thanks for listening. Remember, the comments are down below, so participate for sure. Uh, for everybody out there live, Sharpshooter is the man. Appreciate the uh, amazing super chat. That's worth mentioning. Definitely, again, Wes G. Uh, those that threw some uh, dash cam ideas. I mean, it's it's definitely something I'm looking into. Just got to, I want to make the right decision. Those that know me, uh, any, know me well at all, let's say, know that I don't enter into purchases and things like that too terribly lightly, but uh, I am looking uh, at that for sure. Uh, gee, before we get out of here, uh, last thoughts, plugs, anything that you need to talk about? Um, you're also corking a guy named Mike Ritland who does the Mike Drop podcast, uh, which is definitely worth checking out. Uh, so today he was talking to Holly McKay. I didn't get to hear except for a bit of that one when you started, but I just grabbed some patches in the mail from a guy called uh, 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 Ranger Cortez. And uh, he's got a really cool story. Started out as a uh, gangbanger in L.A. and went into the Army, went into Rangers, came out, went to college for a nutrition, being a nutritionalist, and is doing all kinds of cool service projects for his community. So super happy, proud to have bought some patches off of that dude, and they arrived today. Uh, so if you have not yet heard the Mic Drop podcast, do yourself a favor. They're on number. Today is dropping episode number 69. I mean, there's like a couple that were not that great, but all of them are amazing really awesome people you get information about the wars that we've had and the individuals who were parts of them and then 
almost all of them are out and doing things. So it's also about their lives, their, their nutrition and their lifestyles. They're like entrepreneurship stuff. And then the businesses that they run and the projects, most of them are doing all kinds of cool civic community projects. Awesome. Awesome podcast. Highly worth, highly recommended. Sweet. Uh, yeah. And we were uh, screen chatting there for a little bit. Also go check out, obviously locked and loaded Latinos. If you have a chance, they're, they're okay. too. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Um, as far as the channel here, um, footage for the next week, uh, some more of the 2021 shooting sports showcase stuff is going to drop. And then you guys won't have to mess with that anymore. You won't have, I know you're probably tired of it, but got another two or maybe three videos, uh, to drop on that. Did drop a mail time today to kind of break the monotony. There has been some YouTube hashtag shorts drop to kind of break the monotony. Uh, and, uh, what was the one, I think the high point Sunday, Oh man, that suppressed 45 uh, ACP high point carbine. Pretty doggone sweet. <clears throat> That's what dropped uh, Sunday from the uh, from the showcase uh, coverage there. So yeah, with that, uh, we'll see you of course Wednesday with hopefully Diana Muller on a uh, midday podcast. We'll see you Thursday. As far as the Monday show, the lounge we're closing the doors, and uh, we'll see you for this one hopefully next Monday. Till then, peace out.